Welcome to Q&A, a deeper dive with Sam Holm and other guests as we dig deeper into the sermon content each week. Again, want to welcome you to our new podcast, Q&A, a deeper dive with Sam Holm. My name is Mark Presley, and I am here with Sam. And our job, this is kind of the after game uh, talk. We're going to sit down and discuss the sermon, as well as some questions you have sent in. Really, we're going to focus on your questions that you have sent in. want to remind you the two or three ways you can get involved. First off, we can take your questions at any time during the week. You just text into question to 96123, that word question, 96123. You'll get a prompt, and then if you'll reply to that prompt, we'll uh, possibly discuss your question next week as we uh, look at the sermon after that, and the sermon after that, and the sermon after that. This is going to be a weekly podcast. If you missed this week's sermon or any of our past sermons, you can always go to firstmckinney.com slash on demand and listen to those, watch those. And again, as always, as you hear on podcasts, we'd love for you to like, subscribe, uh, just get involved. That's part of this whole thing is we're trying to connect with you and help uh, to connect with our world in some special way. Yep. So. And I introduced a little bit Mark last week. This is me, Sam. Uh, Mark is over all the creative stuff on campus. He oversees production in our Sunday mornings, but he also has been a master teacher in our youth. He loves the Word of God. He's preached on Sunday mornings, and he's helping to just gather together the questions that you text in and is is dialoguing with me around what you're asking, and we'll speak into this also. I know that, Mark, you have uh, the Spirit of God in your life and a love for the Word of God, and so thank you for being part of this. Well, I know what you don't have in your life, and it's the green thumb, because <laughs> you open your sermon kind of telling about trying to grow in the shade and and all that goes along with that. But why don't you kind of recap the sermon in case someone didn't hear that or watch that this Sunday? Yes. So what we see in the end of chapter 9, beginning of chapter 10 of Romans, is, is Paul really turns his attention from the sovereignty of God to the responsibility of man and, and our opportunity to say yes to the gospel by faith. And uh, what he does first is talk about how you know the ones that were really trying hard to be right, with God, the Israelites didn't get right with God because they were trying to do it on their own. And I identify in that in my own life. I like to try to get things done on my own. And so I, I'd shared an illustration about trying to grow grass in the shade and trying to to uh, to figure out what plants will grow in the shade with flowers and not have rabbits eat them and, and, uh, and then go into the local feed store and having a guy uh, interact with me. And so... Uh, and I, I had a question. You mentioned rabbits and rats. Do you not have any squirrels either? Because you have those large trees. Yeah, and I don't know why leaving out squirrels offended some people, but I did get a lot of feedback on why, why didn't you talk about the squirrels? Yes, we well, do. They're, they're basically rats with furry tails, but they don't eat my flowers, and so that's why I didn't talk about them specifically. They do push over the smaller pots to try to dig the the uh, what mulch out. So of basically, the pots. you're a living Peter Rabbit story. Well, if you, maybe and I'm, you're Farmer McGregor. So maybe I'm living, but none of my plants are, for the record. So Well, and you're not Farmer McGregor either, because no. you're not a farmer, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that, that, that great encouragement. So yeah, I had gone to the the local feed store, and uh, when I asked what, 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 what uh, grass will grow in the shade, they said, rocks. And then what, what, what flowers can I grow in the shade that rabbits won't eat? And they said, rocks. And then I asked what would get rid of my rats. And they said, well, that we can fix. And so they gave me something that did work, which was awesome. But the whole point in that illustration is I think that that we in our own 
faith. Like we, many of us, like the Israelites, we try to grow grass in the shade. We we try to do something that really is impossible, and uh, and that's what Paul says at the uh, the end of chapter nine, beginning of uh, chapter ten, is that the Israelites were trying to make themselves right with God, and they did not get right with God. So we we said no one makes himself right with God by trying harder. So what's the solution to that? Uh, well, then he goes on to say everyone who trusts in Jesus is made right with God, and that that famous verse that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, is what he says. And so we, we looked at that, and so, so what does it look like for us, the big point then, as we put those two points together, was to, to stop trying and start trusting. Uh, you cannot grow grass in the shade when it comes to making yourself right with God. That just does not work. We have to trust in what God has done for us through Jesus to get right with God. And that was actually one of the first questions that came in while you were preaching was, how do you get out of the shade? You're kind of answering that as we go so we can grow. Yes, uh, I love the question. How do we get out of the shade so we can grow? Well, again, we can't get ourselves out of the shade. Uh, We have to trust in what Jesus has done to get us out of the shade. Maybe if you stay around on that illustration, like God through Christ has offered this beautiful field with full sun and irrigation, right, for us to live our lives in through through Christ. And we can either resist that and say no to that. Uh, we'll see as he goes on in chapter 10 next week, he'll, he'll compare it to being disobedient to the gospel. Well, how do you disobey the gospel? Through not receiving, he'll say there's an obstinance from some people, through not, not, not receiving, believing the gospel and say, no, I'm not going to get in that field and receive what God has done for me through Jesus. So you can't get yourself out of the shade, but you can believe in what Jesus has done on the cross to take the shade out of your life, right? He died on the cross to remove our sin. I love it. The <clears throat> sorry at the end of the sermon, you were saying, "Stop trying, start trusting." You know, that's yes. really where you led us in that the whole sermon, basically. Yes, and and you have I've heard you teach the same thing with our kids and youth. Is what the Bible says over and over and over again, right? That to rely on what Christ has done by grace through faith. So uh, let's dive a little deeper into some of the other questions we got. We listed one of them. But uh, this came a little later uh, in the Sunday, actually. But this week's passage, Romans 10, uh, 9 through 10, you were just mentioning that verse, seems to skip the A, admit, from the ABC. So you have admit, believe, confess for ABC, the ABC idea of salvation, and only focusing on believing and confessing. Why? Yes, good. Uh, first thing I'll say out of the gate is there are a lot of great ways to share the gospel. Like we teach people the three circles, right? Uh, there's the Romans road that comes even out of the book of Romans. The ABCs, you just summarized it. Uh, admit you're a sinner, believe in Jesus, right? And then C is, uh, help me, con- confess. Confess with your mouth, confess. Jesus is Lord, right? Yes. Uh, and so it's, he, he, uh, the, the question says it seems to skip the A, admitting that I'm a sinner. And, and I would say, uh, again, that that is a way to share the gospel, not the way to share the gospel, but admitting you're a sinner is critical to any part of our salvation cause, because if you don't realize your need, you don't need, right, Jesus. I would say, I think it's all over the text. It may seem to skip it, but it doesn't, right? Uh, it, you, you will be saved, is what he ends verse 9 with. Saved from what? 
saved from the penalty that we deserve for our sin. Uh, verse sin, for, uh, for, verse sin, verse 10, wow, <laughs> that, there you go. <laughs> verse 10, for with the heart one believes and is justified. What is justification? Justification is being declared not guilty by the judge. Why do we need to be justified? It's because we recognize we are guilty in our own sin, right? And so the, the admitting of our sin is contained in both verse 9 and verse 10 that, that you're asking about there. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, why did he die? He died to take the penalty that we deserve for our sin. You will be saved from what? The penalty we deserve from our sin, right? For uh, Verse 10, for with the heart one believes and is justified, declared not guilty, the sin that we, we admit we have in our lives. We're not guilty because of what Jesus did. We believe that. Mouth one confesses and is saved from the penalty we deserve for the sin that we admit is in our life. Is that you, you, as I interact around that, Presley? What are your thoughts there? Uh, I think I I think Paul writes about it several different times, as you're saying that yeah. we do have to admit, mm-hmm. uh, believe, confess, and I think that's one of the simplest ways to share your faith. Yes, um, and I think it starts there, but it it does that verse doesn't necessarily admit it, uh, talk about admit, but we're talking about the human responsibility. Uh, predestination, and he's flowing from the predestination into there. Um, so it's it's assumed at one point, but uh, not written about directly there, but written about elsewhere. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's in the it's in the verses. Like it's assumed that you need to be saved from your sin. It's it's assuming that you're believing right that you are being justified, declared not guilty for your sin, right? So there's an admitting process even that's in those verses. Correct. Now, that leads to one of the next questions. Do we have to say something with our mouth to be saved? Great question, right? Uh, so you need to know, all of my life I've wrestled with this, right? Because the 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 phrase in, in many Protestant, when I say Protestant, if you didn't grow up in a Catholic church, you probably heard all your life, ask Jesus into your heart or something like that, right? There's no verse in Scripture that says you need to ask Jesus into your heart. Or you may have heard, uh, you need to pray the prayer, right? Nowhere in Scripture does it say you need to pray this prayer to, to be saved. Yeah. So this is the closest we actually get to it in all of the New Testament, is these verses. And so two things that I, I'll point out. First is that what he's doing when he's sharing the gospel here is he's expanding on a passage in the Old Testament where Moses is telling the people of Israel that the law is not something they have to go try to find. It's as close to them as their mouth and their heart. And so he is... Paul, And that's, again, verses before that, 6, 7, and 8. Not said Paul, Moses. Moses is saying those things to the people of Israel. So then what Paul wants them to know is, hey... God has done this for us, and you don't have to go try to find Jesus. You don't have to go looking for him. He's also as close as your mouth and your heart. So then he uses that passage in the Old Testament to share the gospel in the New Testament. So he brings the mouth in, right? He says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. So he brings the mouth in. But what he's doing is he's saying, hey, this happens at the same time. There's, there's this admitting of Jesus being the Lord of your life and also Savior of your life, believing he's Savior at the same time. And, and it, verse 10 makes it more clear that it's one and the same. I used to think it was like a 
here's point one you need to believe, and then point two you need to admit that he's a, and and that actually flips it around, actually does the opposite direction. But verse ten, I think, clarifies this happening at the same time. For the heart, one believes and is justified. What is justification? Being declared not guilty by the judge. With the mouth, one confesses and is saved. What are you saved? When are you saved? Is when you're declared not guilty by the judge. So, long answer to all of what 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 I'm trying to get my head around here as we dive deeper into that question. Do I believe you have to say something? I believe you need to before man. Jesus at one point says it. If you deny me before. Men, I'm going to deny you for before the Father. Yes, like I, th- I do think that true Christians, I think the main way we do it right now is through baptism, yeah. right? Yeah, we're professing our faith in Christ. When we, after placing our faith in Christ, we get up in front of people and we say, "Yes, I believe in Jesus. He's my Lord. I'm ready to follow Him the rest of my life." When we're back, that's the primary way we do it in our church. But there's not a special word, right? Yeah, there, there's not a. If, if someone says Jesus is Lord, that doesn't make them go to heaven, right? No, there'd be a bunch of Hollywood movie stars there. I was about to say, yeah. In fact, I, 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 my wife and I, um, not with the kids, but we're wanting to watch the new Top Gun. And so we watched the first Top Gun a few nights ago without the kids. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like the, uh, It's amazing what we watched in our childhood, right? Yes. <laughs> but yes, there'd be a lot of saved movie stars just by saying... Lord Jesus Christ, you know, whatever. Saying the word, and I'm not using his name in vain right there, that's an illustration. Saying the words is not what saves. Faith, right? Faith in Jesus as your Savior, and being ready to, in a real way, say he's the Lord of my life, right? Yeah. That saves us. Thoughts on that? Well, uh, it's not what you talked about on Sunday, but just to... Uh, had a youth speaker once tell me you can miss heaven by 18 inches. Mm-hmm. In other words, you can know about Jesus, mm-hmm. you can uh, study him, you can do all that. It's up in your brain, but it hasn't come through your heart. Yes. And that's about 18 inches. And so mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a um, a faith aspect of it. You used the chair in your sermon and mm-hmm. talked about uh, having you can know about the chair, you turned it over, you can read about the chair, you can do all that. Mm-hmm. But there's there comes a point of faith. Yes. Um, that uh, another movie uh, I just watched was The Onward, uh, and it's similar to Indiana Jones' Last Crusade, where he has to create a bridge mm-hmm. that you can walk out on, and he has to have that faith, that trust, and you have to believe that it's there. And it's it, you know, how do you believe in the wind? You can't see it. You can't. You can feel it, but uh, you can't see it. So you have to have that faith. That um, which uh, I think Paul is writing and and. You said pointing towards Moses and all that, but there comes a how can you demonstrate that similar to baptism by saying it? Yeah, you know? so yeah. it's good. So he, he goes on to say, which I think is part of what happens in our lives, right? The, the scripture says, Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, for there's no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is the Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, will be saved. So that by faith, believing Jesus died on the cross, God saved me. Bam. All right. You're calling on the name of the Lord. Yeah. Now I'm going to throw you a curveball. Not yeah. in here, but as you're talking about that, last week we had predestination. Mm-hmm. This week, kind of the human responsibility answer to that. Talk a little bit about those two things, because you're talking about calling on the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, right before this, we're talking about predestination. Yes. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a question brought in, but it's some of the stuff we talked about last week. Um, but kind of connect those dots for me. Yeah, so it, one of the fascinating parts, right, of this text, and, and to me it speaks into, I think, many Christian quote-unquote debates that divide us, is that Paul teaches both in the same chapter, right? And so if, if, if we get hung up on some, pointing a finger at someone else and saying, you're wrong because you believe in the free will of man, or pointing somewhere else and saying, you're wrong because you believe God is sovereign in salvation, somehow, beyond, I think, our ability to fully grasp it, they go together, like they're both in the Bible. And so I, I do think it could look like they conflict. Um, I, I think of, uh, well, in science, right? Mm-hmm. You study light, and as you study light, when you look at light, right, it's a particle, and it behaves like a particle much of the time. And then when you study light and other experiments, right, it behaves like a wave. And wait, so which one is it? Yeah. Is it wave or is it particle? And some, some people think, well, it can't be particle because I'm studying, and look, it's a wave. Well, it is in that experiment, right? And some people, no, it can't be a wave. Look, I'm, I'm, it's a particle, right? And so, but it's it both. It can, it can behave. And so, if that's light, right? How much more could God, right? Yeah. We're we're finite. He's infinite. Do both at the same time, right? The full sovereignty of God and yet giving man the opportunity to respond. And, and one person, looking back at the questions, they were kind of talking, uh, comparing Romans 9, 10, uh, and as you were just doing it, they asked this specific question. It looks like Paul is saying that anyone can call in the name of the Lord and be saved, but how is predestination still possible? Hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it looks like Paul... So, beautiful question. Here's, here's how I, I think they come together in my mind, again... And this is my finite. I don't well, know. Well, and I, I like right? how you clarified last week, and you basically said we don't know. Right. This is all just through studying and everything, but we won't know. Yes. You know. And I love how you admitted that, yeah. and and I even admit that too. Yeah. Uh, as we go through this. So here's how they come together in my mind. I do believe Romans one tells us that God has made His glory known to everyone. Right. So the world has seen the glory of God. And then when we reject that on our own, all of us have chosen to sin, go the other way, right? God knew that was going to happen. When we reject God, our fall is our fault, not God's, right? We said no to God. Now, does that revelation of God in creation enough to help us see Jesus and what he did to fix our fall that was our fault? No, uh, the, the Bible, it's the story of Cornelius, and we'll, we'll see this week as we, we continue farther and look at mission, like he's going to sh- show us 
again, right after so many that talk about predestination, I can't believe in predestination because that would mean mission's not important. Yeah. Like he's going to talk about mission, like how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news will be in our that, Texas. That's what I struggle with on that is, yeah. is where does evangelism, where does mission right. fit into all of this? So, so it comes together. Like Paul says, the way that God has preordained for people to be saved is for you and I to get to be part of his sovereign plan that apparently he put into into motion before the creation of the world to share the good news of Jesus with the world. How can they believe, he'll say, without hearing the good news of the gospel? And that how they hear, then they can call on Jesus and be saved, right? So uh, the, the way it comes together, I believe, is that God in his sovereignty has put into motion this missional plan for his believers to bring the good news of the gospel to the world, right? Now, the man still has the responsibility, the ability to say yes or no to that gospel message, right? Uh, now, apart from the work of God, none of us would be saved, yeah. right? So uh, our fall is our fault. Our salvation is his sovereignty, right? Now, I'd say that again. Our fall is our fault. Yeah. Our, our salvation is his sovereignty, and how awesome that he's chosen messed up men like me and you, right? And those that are listening well, right speak now, if for you're yourself, Christian. but yeah, <laughs> maybe some more messed up men and no, be- better people. I'm like pretty you. messed up. <laughs> to be part of that, right? That we, he's chosen, he's given us the greatest purpose on the planet to be part of bringing a part of his sovereign will to bring those good news, the good news of Jesus to the world. Does that help? Oh yeah. And I, I think it helps those of you out there listening today. Uh, I will tell you again to remind you, we'd love for you to like, subscribe. It's how we know that this podcast is working. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do have a question, we'd love to talk about those in the coming weeks, even if it's from a past sermon. Mm-hmm. Again, to hear some of those past sermons, firstmckinney.com slash on demand. Uh, go go to our website, look there. Uh, they're also out there on podcasts too, a different podcast, but you can do that. If you want to send us a question, Text in question to 96123. You'll get a prompt, and you can respond then, and we'll get that and be able to address that. Uh, Just kind of in closing, is there anything you wanted to add to all this? I love that y'all are diving deep with us, right? Uh, that online, there's more Romans resources, too, to help you as you're diving deeper. So you can go to firstmckinney.com forward slash Romans, yeah. and they'll link you to... There's a great online uh, commentary that will take you deeper, as well as links to the commentaries that I'm reading right now as I prep to teach on Sunday. And uh, and then we want to invite you to continue to text in, right? Uh, we, we got some questions after last week we did our podcast. Uh, some of them were, were emailed to me, and I told them, hey, that's great, but text them in so that others see it. Uh, and that's that's great. We want you to dive deep. And like, like Presley said, the way we're going to know that this is helpful and the way, we're, we're, frankly, we'll determine if we continue to do it is based on whether or not you're liking, sharing, listening. Uh, so we'll, we'll learn, is this helpful or not? Yeah, so be sure to share this with other people in your family. Let them know it's out there. Even if they don't go to First McKinney, they can be part of this and they can uh, join in with us. Again, thank you for joining us this week, and we look forward to... Once you go ahead, we got a little bit of time just 
kind of tell us where we're headed in the next week, the rest of the summer, that kind of thing. Yeah. So quick story as we close. Last uh, week we got back from camp. Wait, can you tell a quick story? No, thank you. No, I can't. Ah, uh, this is awesome, right? Uh, we, we, last week we, we got... Youth camp. Youth camp, extreme camp. And we got back like at midnight, frankly. I mean, it was like 1140, something like that. Some of y'all were in the parking lot. It's awesome experience. And over 400 part of our extreme camp, we had... Uh, a bunch of kids. We had to baptize 20 kids at camp. We had a lot of kids say yes to Jesus. One of the kids that trusted Christ at camp a year ago, God was working in his life at camp, and he saw what we're going to get to see this next week, right? The importance of sharing the good news, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. He gets home from camp, has a conversation with his brother, and one of our junior hires led his brother to faith in Jesus, right? Now, how does that work with the sovereignty of God and responsibility of man? I don't know, but I know it's beautiful, right? I know it's beautiful, and that's what we get to be part of, and so we'll see that next week. We'll see him challenge us and push us to be part of his beautiful plan of missions in the world. Well, thanks again for being part of Q&A, A Deeper Dive. We'll see you or hear you next week. Awesome. Thank you all. Thank you for joining us this week on Q&A at Deeper Dive. We hope you'll like, subscribe, and share this podcast along with others. You can submit your questions by texting QUESTION to 96123, and we'll discuss those each week. Again, thank you for joining us.